Hey everyone, this is Hayden with the Hill Pursuit Podcast. Uh, in today's episode, episode 64 of the show, this is a recap of the recent Ohio 70.3 half Ironman race. Um, throughout the show, we discuss everything from starter race morning and weather conditions the whole way through swim, bike, run, all transitions and any and every um, any and every encounter. Uh, whether it was easy or difficult or things that made the course hard, challenging, any and everything in between, um, fully discuss everything and race performance um, and all the details of the day. So if you're someone who raced or just looking to get a little bit of insight to the Ohio 70.3 race that was this past weekend, really hope you enjoy the show. Um, this is episode 64 of the show. If you'd like to catch any of the other episodes, you can do so on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Google, anywhere you get your podcasts um, on our website, hillpursuit.com. We have a link to this and all other shows, so please check that out. Follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, at Hill Pursuit. And if you'd like to send us a message, give us some feedback, please do so, hillpursuit at gmail.com. Uh, that's all we have for right now. Um, again, this is episode 64, Ohio 70.3 race recap. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up, man? How we doing? Good, bro. How are you feeling? Good, good. A little funky, good. I was just telling you, you know, yeah, before we started, but... Yeah, I just came from a little bit of a workout, not really a workout, more like in the gym, just like moving around um, still, you know, a few days, a few days post. So less of a workout and more of a lights kind of in my face, more of just like a <clears throat> move around session, but felt really good um, and then finished and just kind of felt funky. So I'm good, though. Um, I don't know if I just just tired. I guess need to chill a little bit. But yeah, what's up with you? Uh, yeah, no, I actually got home from work a little bit early today, so uh, kind of a case for me. Yeah, um, and uh, so I haven't trained yet today. Um, going to uh, <clears throat> in this afternoon. I had I did a double yesterday. I ended up. Uh, let me move here. I think I get a bag layer here. Um, kind of doing that at different spot today. Um, so I did a mile and a half sled drag yesterday um, with the Prowler plus uh, plus fifty added onto it. Um, nice. And the goal of that is just to keep moving. And then I ended up going to uh, jujitsu last night, and um, you know, get a little warm up in. Uh, do a little drilling, and then I think I finished off with uh, five bouts for five minutes um, back to back. Um, so that that felt pretty good. Um, so yeah, today's today's a weight room session. I I want to get back on the mat tomorrow night. Um, I got something going on, and I don't think I'm gonna get there. I don't know if I'll get there till next Thursday, which really which really stinks. Um, I like to at least get one in a week, if not two or three. Yeah. That's cool. Um, 
Yeah, so you've been what two or three rolling around for two or three sessions? Pretty, pretty two, two, you know, mm -hmm. two yeah. per week. Well, for <laughs> me right now, I'm just kind of uh, taking the week super random, a little light. I didn't do anything. Jeez, what's today? Wednesday. Wednesday. I didn't do anything Monday. Obviously, we traveled back from the race, and it was one day post race, so I didn't do anything. Yesterday, I lifted, and I actually had a very good lifting session yesterday. I was shocked. I felt incredible. Yeah. And um, today, I was planning to jog, but I'm giving my ankle – we'll get into that, but I'm giving my ankle another day. Um, I rolled it a little bit in the in the race. It doesn't hurt, but I just wanted to give it another day. So I'm going to do a super slow jog probably tomorrow, but, um, quick turnaround because I got some other stuff coming up here, but, um, I guess before we get into a race recap, do you have anything coming up? Cause I have stuff coming up, but what do you have coming up in terms of training? What, what are you working towards? Right. Right. This moment. And if it's nothing, that's fine too. You know, what's just, what's going on. Also kind of, I'm kind of trying to get on, I'm trying to roll as much as I can right now. Um, I'm lifting, you know, that's lifting, lifting, conditioning. That's kind of, uh, yeah. you know, that is what it is. That's not going to go anywhere. Um, and, um, you know, I'm trying, trying to get it on the mat as much as I can. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I kind of, I definitely have the bug for jujitsu, you know, I kind of mm -hmm. dab kind of dabbled in it here, um, for, for a long time or for, for a bit. And then, um, I never got into it in for a while. And, uh, you know, I kind of want to get into it, keep, keep it as part of my life for, for here on out. So, Sweet. Before we know it, we'll be talking about your uh, jujitsu matches, maybe transitioning into, uh, you know, mixed martial arts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see about that. I, I can't quit my day job, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, that'd be something, though. Uh, that's cool. Anyways, uh, yeah, I want to dive into a little bit of a race recap. Let's do um, it. Yeah. So, Sunday, Ohio 70.3. For myself, I had, you know, big expectations, not just in terms of performance. Like, I was feeling really good. I was hoping to, you know, PR the entire – you know, my, my 70.3 time, which, you know, hindsight may have been a lofty goal because I just PR'd my 70.3 earlier this season. So to do it again, you know, maybe a little bit uh, of a lofty goal, but it was reasonable. I think it was reasonable. I still do think it was reasonable. The PR for the 70.3 did not happen, but uh, I'm still really, really proud of the finish. Um and I guess we'll we'll kind of get into that. But um, so anyways, the race morning, you know, Sunday morning, there were really, really bad uh, thunderstorms around like 2.33, 3.30-ish into 4 a.m. And the transition area was set to open at 4 a.m. So athletes would be, would be arriving at 4, transition closed around 5.30, swim starts at 6 a.m um they delayed everything by 30 minutes so 
you know, uh, transition opened at four 30, um, you know, athletes still woke up normally because the delay didn't, didn't get set into full effect until later in the morning. So, you know, I was up at two 30, like I had planned, which is crazy early. Um, but with the storm at two, like I woke up at two 30 and I was planning to wake up around three, but it was storming. And, you know, the second that you wake up and you're close to the alarm going off, you just kind of stay awake. So, yeah. So I was just up and started fueling and doing my race morning stuff. No different than I've done in the past. So I was just kind of getting set, um, got everything ready. Uh, the couple guys I was with, we just kind of decided to show up the same time anyways to make sure we had the parking spot that we wanted. So when we parked, we just kind of chilled and we're talking about the day, whatever. The rain stopped around like 4.20, 4.30. So we walked over and started getting settled. Um, race started, you know, race start was set for 6.30 instead of 6 now. So I think we got to transition around 4.45, you know, nothing crazy check the, you know, check the air in our tires, um, set up our transition area, make sure our towels are set, shoes are set up, everything we need, sunglasses, fuel. Um, geez, I used uh, goo roctane gels and salt tabs and um, whatever else. I think that's really, it's not much to do in transition except make sure your bike is good to go and you have your cycling shoes and your sneakers set out and ready, you know? Um, so that doesn't really take too long. You know, you go over things in your head a few times, you know, so about 20 minutes and you're good to go, you know? So we were set by about five after maybe 10 after five, um, expecting to be called over into like the corral to start around five thirty. Um, if it were a six o'clock race, since it was 6.30, we expected similar time, maybe like 5.45, not a, not a full half hour delayed. And we were pretty much right. 5.45, they started to say, so about half, we had a half hour of like downtime, just kind of walking around, walking through steps in our head, making sure everybody's good. Um, 5.45, well, let me back up. Super early in the morning, they announced the water temperature was 79. So no wetsuits. No wetsuits. No, no wetsuit. I was wondering how that went because I knew that was a debate. Yeah. No wetsuit. And uh, that was no surprise to me because I'd been out there for a few weeks and mm. it had been like in the 80s. So I knew that if they found if they found a temp that was wetsuit legal, they would have been going to the depths of that lake to find it. And they didn't. So they actually adhered to the rules and standard and no wetsuit. So I was not surprised. Um, I think it messed with a lot of people. We'll get into that, but, um, I was ready for it. Um, and so they, 545, they started asking people to get in line. Um, and then, uh, you know, six o'clock, they started filtering us towards the front of the boat because we jumped off of a boat for the swim start, which was pretty cool. It was unique and a little different. Um, the, uh, the the boat has like a um uh the the bottom of the boat has an area that cars can drive onto 
to kind of like be transported across to an island. So we were kind of just like corralled in there um, into like the car area, I guess. Um, and eventually just kind of stepped off. There was like 10 inches between um, the, uh, the back of the boat and the water. So it wasn't like a big jump or anything. And the boat was docked. So we didn't, they didn't like take us out and drop us. The boat was docked. And um, every five seconds, they had athletes jumping into the water. It was pretty cool. Um, it worked. It actually ended up working out. It seemed to go off without a hitch. I didn't, I went pretty darn early in the race. I didn't notice or see anything or hear anything after about that going wrong. Sure. So. I was kind of wrong in that sense. I anticipated people freaking out. I do still assume that people towards the back were uncomfortable with that, but I didn't hear any horror stories. I didn't see anything online or anything. So to my knowledge, everything went okay, I guess. But the swim starts, as soon as you touch the water, you're like, dang, this is warm water. You know, <laughs> like it was not cold at all. It was really warm. The idea of the swim being like in a protected channel, everybody kind of assumed it would be like a relatively simple swim. Um, we went out straight for about 300 yards maybe. Um, and then, uh, turned left. And when we turned left, we were into the current for 70% of the swim and the swim was long. Um, I'm sure you saw, you were probably following my stuff, but without a wetsuit, I expected my swim to be like 40, 41, 42, somewhere in there minutes. Um, with the wetsuit, I swam earlier this year, 1.2 mile. I swam in like 38. So without a wetsuit, you know, I expected low forties, a couple minutes slower, no buoyancy, less buoyancy. Right. So no surprise there, whatever. Let's swim low forties if we can looked at my watch when I got out of the water and it was like 49 minutes and I was shocked because I was telling myself in the water, I was like kind of surprising myself. I was like, I'm swimming really strong. Like I'm really, I'm, I'm controlled. I'm not like, I'm not breaststroking like at all. I was, I was swimming strong and I wasn't like overdoing it. Um, I felt really confident with my swim. So I get out of the water and like I said, you make that first left turn and you're against the current the whole time. So obviously that's where people lost time and there's no wetsuit. So people were like complaining afterward, like, wow, what the heck was wrong with that swim? It's like, take a second and think about the logistics here. We were against the current for the majority of that swim. So, um, you know, people were a little upset or surprised their swim times, but if you really took a minute to think about it, it's no surprise that they were that much slower. Um, I heard some coaches mention that their athletes were between like seven and 11 minutes slower than expected. Um, and that's actually right where I fell in. I expected low forties and I was 49. So I was right there. Um, it was just a hard, it was a harder swim than anticipated. Um, and to say that the swim, I'm going to get into the bike here, to say that the swim did not affect my bike would be absolutely ignorant of me to say. Um, but 
when I got on the bike and I'll, I'll backtrack in a second here. When I got on the bike, I felt like I just didn't have the bike at all. Just didn't have it for whatever reason. I just was not anywhere near my power numbers on the bike. And it was really strange because that's by far my strongest of the three disciplines. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting to really put up like an awesome bike split. So to get on the bike and five, 10, 15 miles go, go by. And I'm like, when is this going to like kick in? When am I going to feel it? You know, like when am I going to get into a groove? And it, I just never got into it. So for me to say that the swim didn't affect my bike would be stupid. Of course it, of course, everything, you know, snowballs into the next discipline. I felt like I back to the swim. I felt like I stayed disciplined in the swim and swam strong. Um, but I think the difficulty of the swim maybe was a little bit too much and I could have pulled back even more who knows. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, I just did not have it on the bike, but anyway, I'll back up, get out of the water. Um, a a decent little trot to get to transition area and I'm feeling good. Like I've come out of the water before, um, and felt significantly worse. So in my head, I'm like, all right, you know, swim was not the number is not what I anticipated, but what can you do now? Get on the bike and finish out the rest of the day. You know, you still got a huge day ahead of you. Like who cares if your swim was didn't exactly hit the numbers. Right. So the trot to transition wasn't too bad. Um, and it was all like macadam asphalt. So it's pretty quick to get into transition. One of my goals was to make the transitions fast as fast as possible. And in transition, transition one, I did that. And I was really pleased. I was like three 30, um, as opposed to like five 30, which I was last time. So big improvement in, in T1. Um, but, uh, one of the reasons, um, I improved in T1 was because I didn't take any nutrition in T1. I just put it all in my kit and got on the bike as fast as I could. And I think that was a big reason, a big uh, improvement in terms of my T1 time. But anyway, so you get on the bike and there's about five miles of like navigating through downtown before you really get out onto the country roads. So those first five miles, you like, you can't really lay down the power. You just have to like, quick left turn, quick right turn, you know, you can't really go too fast because you're in downtown. There's different streets and traffic. So it took like, it took a while to really get on this open country roads. But when I did, I started trying to hit my power numbers and I'm hitting them for a little bit, maybe around 10 miles. I'm, I'm hitting my stuff. I'm close to where I want to be. And then by mile 15, I'm realizing I'm putting forward too much effort to hit these numbers. And I'm in my head real quick. I'm like, I can't, I can't put this effort forward for the next 40 miles and still run this half marathon. So it was, you know, I got humbled real quick in the bike because about, it was about 15 miles in where I I realized it just wasn't gonna, it wasn't going to be my day on the bike. Um, That was a hard pill to swallow honestly, because I wanted the bike so bad to be a really good split for me and then attempt to put together a a solid run. So, you know, I'm dealing with, first of all, the fact that I'm not going to be able to hit my numbers. 
but then also the mental aspect of, well, I just had a slower swim. I'm about to have a slow bike. What the heck am I going to be able to put together on the run? You know, like, it's just like a myriad of everything just kind of bringing me down a little bit. Um, but it kind of is what it is. And this is the whole reason why you can't just assume you're going to put together a number or a time at any given race. Every race is different. Every single race is different. This swim was the hardest swim I've ever had in a race being against the current, as long as it was by far the hardest and no wetsuit. Um, the bike wasn't the hardest bike I've ever done um, on this course. Cause I rode this course three times prior, which was super beneficial, but it wasn't the hardest time I've ridden the course, but it was still a hard race course. Like it, the wind was still pretty bad, um, but I've experienced tougher wind on that course before. So I was ready for the conditions of that course. You know what I mean? Like, um, but every race is different. You know, I didn't have those difficulties at Eagle Man earlier this year. The, the ride was relatively, you know, wind free. Um, the swim was super easy. And the run at Eagle Man was also kind of cake. Like I, it was ideal for me to PR at Eagle Man, which I did. And it was not ideal to PR <laughs> this past weekend. So, you know, you get on the bike and you have the challenge of the wind and fatigue I'm carrying from the swim. And then pair that with not hitting my numbers and just being a little discouraged. I was just like pissed off on the bike. Sure. Um even more so to get my, <laughs> to grind my gears, no pun intended on the bike. I got to, um, the last aid station around mile 40 and at every aid station, um, they have water, Gatorade, whatever else, but they're just holding it out with their hand. And, you know, you're coming in, you slow down on your bike, but you don't, nobody stops. You don't stop at the aid station. You just slow down so you can grab something from them. Um, for me, I always grab a water. I fill up my arrow water bottle right between my hands um, with water. And then I ditch the water bottle, keep moving on. This was the last aid station, mile 40. I see the sign that says aid station approaching. So I, I bend down into my arrow water bottle and I, I chug the rest of the water because I want to fill it so I have more for the rest of the race. So I'm officially out of water heading into um, this last aid station and the volunteers are holding out water bottles. <laughs> what do you think happens to me when I get to this aid station and need a water bottle? They run out. Nope. They didn't run out. I missed six water bottles in a row. <laughs> they were holding, there's volunteers like every 15 yards or whatever, like this massively long aid station. And they're holding stuff for people because athletes are going to filter in at different spots. And uh, someone, might, someone might miss the first one and grab the second or miss the second, you know, whatever. I missed all six. How, how does that happen? So it's hard to explain how or why this happens. I don't, you know, I'm not 100% sure. But in my opinion, the aid station was slightly poorly placed. Maybe not the worst in the world in that it was at the bottom of a small small hill not a big hill right still no excuse 
but at the bottom of a small downhill where every athlete's coming in a little bit faster than they probably should be. I realized this after I missed the first one and I tried to slow down, but I still have my hand out to grab the second one. So I missed the second one. And then I was like, dude, put your hands back on the brakes and slow down. So then I missed the third because I'm trying to slow down, put my hand up too late for the fourth. And then the fifth one, I'm just annoyed that I missed this many. I'm shaking my head, not at the volunteers, but at myself for screwing up. Right. And I missed the fifth because I like wasn't focusing. And the last guy is like, yo, I got you, man. I got you, man. And it just, we just didn't sync up and I missed it. Um, and I was so annoyed, you know, in theory, I guess <laughs> I'm getting annoyed talking about it in theory, I guess I could have pulled over and gotten off and walked back to get the water if I was that desperate. And I probably so, was, I probably was that desperate. So long story short, short, you ain't no wide receiver dog. <laughs> yeah. I have bad hands, <laughs> bad hands. Um, so yeah, I, uh, you know, whatever, whatever factors made that happen, whatever it happened is my fault. It's not anybody else's fault. It's my fault. But, um, someone came up behind me. So to get off would be almost a little bit more dangerous because there's other athletes that are still riding. So you have to keep moving. So I kept moving and it crossed my mind to stop, but then there were enough people around me and, you know, someone, someone came up next to me and was like, dang, dude, that sucks. Why'd they, and I kind of felt the same way. Like, yeah, that sucks. Why'd they put the aid station at the bottom of that little decline? It is what it is. doesn't matter. Um, I, I still missed all the waters. So now I'm dealing with that. I have no water for 16 more miles. I still have my supplement, like my carb supplement in my water bottle, but I was just like craving a cold water. So now I have that that's annoying me as well. And um, I got 16 more miles of this. So honestly, I just chilled. I just was like, you know what? This, this bike was just not meant to be for me. So I just kind of coasted for the rest of that 16 miles, you know, another, whatever that would have been 50 minutes, 45, 50 minutes, whatever. Um, I just kind of coasted. I ended up averaging a decent pace, but not even close to my power numbers. So I could have had a great bike split, um, that day. I just, it just wasn't in me. So, um, you know, I tried to preserve as much energy as I could heading into the run because I did not want to bonk on the run. Yeah. I got into, I got into transition two like so annoyed. And I literally was like, I don't even care how long I'm in this transition area. It's going to be whatever it is. Um, so I did the same thing, you know, quick, kind of quick, but I was also just kind of gathering myself and just pissed off. Mm-hmm. got my shoes on and I had to start slow because I knew I missed my fuel, you know, an hour ago and I was going to be hurting for a little bit. So started slow around like a 10 minute pace. Um, I saw my family a bunch on the run course and, right. you know, I didn't lie to them. They're like, how you doing? You doing okay. And the first four or five miles, anytime I saw my family, I was like, not good. 
I'm not good. I'm trying to save it right now. I was not feeling good at all. Um, of course I was discouraged, but I, you know, there's not just the mental aspect physiologically. I was also not good. Like I expended a lot of energy on the bike that I did not think I was, <laughs> I did not think I was going to be feeling like that. So I wasn't good. So now my family's like freaking out. Like, is he going to be okay? Like what's happening? Um, thankfully after four or five miles trotting around a 10, 10, 15 pace, I ended up kind of recovering. I, I got fuel at the aid stations. I kind of fell into a groove and I really finished the last eight miles, like not strong. Don't get me wrong, but strong for the day. And yeah, right. I was, I was really, really proud of like the last seven to eight miles of that run. Um, because everyone, everyone was walking everyone. Um, I almost couldn't believe that everyone was walking. I didn't walk once on the run except for at the aid stations for about 30 seconds to just make sure that I was getting water, Gatorade, whatever I needed and ice. Um, so I ended up trotting the, the half marathon at about like a nine fifty pace. And, uh, with the walking of the aid stations, it came out to like ten fifteen overall, something like that. Dang. You know, not, not my best at all. Right. But, um, I, I was really proud of how I pulled it together and didn't have to like walk the half marathon, you know? So, um, I actually ended up being pretty proud of, of my finish. Um, and I realized that I would have to end up averaging like 10 or so, um, to, to break the six hour mark. And I ended up doing that. I was like 558. So I was thrilled with that. That's, that's a nice little milestone, nice little mark to, to break even, you know, especially on a, a tough day. And mm -hmm. it was exactly that. It was a really tough day, not just for me, but for, for everyone. Um, since then I've seen comments and posts and some discussion about some things related to the race. Everyone had slow swims, right? So I wasn't alone. Everyone had slow swims, like 10, 15 minutes slower than they expected. Um, there were a lot of people who quit during the swim. Apparently at one point there were like three or four rescue boats out and they were all full of people who quit or needed rescued, which is kind of scary actually. So thankfully I haven't heard any like really bad stories. Um, but, uh, it was a really hard swim and honestly, people don't prepare enough for open water swimming. So I'm really thankful that I did prepare enough. Yeah. Um, the bike, I didn't really hear much about the bike aside from people complaining about the wind but uh, like I said, it was windy, but it wasn't horribly windy. So um, bike course, pretty standard for what I was expecting. And then the run was just brutally hot, like brutally hot and humid. And, um, um, you know, same kind of thing with EMS, putting people in clumps and just trying to service a bunch of people all at the same time, you know, dangerous um, to avoid dangerous cardiac events, I guess. And it was just... Uh, it was a hard day across the board and, you know, 558 is not my best. Of course, I had something way better in my mind, but you can't do that with a race. Like every race is different. Every day is different. 
And um, it turned out to be a really hard day and probably the most proud finish that I have because of how difficult the day actually was. So, um, I mean, that's, that's basically my summary of the day. Um, and, uh, with that, I guess the, the triathlon season is over <laughs> for me, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I mean, I think that that's anything anyone can show. If you put the work in and the time, anyone, anyone can show up like on an easy day or, you know, most can, you know, that obviously it still takes some level of mental toughness, but you know, when obviously when the environment changes or stuff, stuff starts to get a little bit abnormal or not like a normal training environment, I think it can freak someone out and it yeah. takes, I think experience helps that. Um, obviously if you know, you trained hard, that obviously helps. Um, and I think there's at some point it's just, I think it's accepting it and just moving, moving the hell off. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's, there were definitely mental battles that I had probably more than physical <laughs> that, yeah. that day. And I was proud to have, uh, dealt with those and kept moving and ended up putting together actually a pretty decent race, Yeah, relative, right you know, relative to the field, you know, I, I performed pretty well and I was, uh, pretty proud of that. So, yeah, uh, I was, I checked your status and uh, when I seen your final, I'm like, my dad, that's, that's pretty good. I was proud of you. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know what next season holds, but I know that the rest of this season I'm focused on run. Um, yeah. Eight weeks, I have a marathon. So I'm going to be pretty run heavy uh, with some lifting and some cycling thrown in, probably very, very little swim. So um, really run heavy and hoping to put up some good times for that, some some good training sessions and a, a good a good race performance for that marathon. But uh, that's all I got. You got anything else? No, that was that was cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it was cool. It's fun, yeah. right? We're, it's, we're gonna, uh, you know, it's it fits in the past, and we're, we're both gonna keep working. So yeah, yeah for sure. Um, fun race. It's uh. It's back in Sandusky next year too, so the potential that I do it again is relatively high, but we'll see. Um, yeah. So, way too early to decide that. But, anyways, if you listened along this long, <laughs> thanks for listening. This was episode sixty-four. This was Ohio seventy point three race recap. Um, follow us on all the social at Hill Pursuit website, hillpursuit.com. If you want to start a conversation, hillpursuit at gmail.com. Find us. Like, follow, subscribe, all the things. YouTube channel as well if you're just listening through podcasts. And you can check out this and all other podcast episodes on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Google, anywhere you get your podcasts. So, um, again, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.